I'm Michael Whitehouse, and this is the Writer's Republic podcast. Writer's Republic helps authors get their stories to the world by supporting them and publishing their own book their own way. On this show, we interview authors to share the story behind the story. Stick around after to learn how you can get their book and for information on how Writer's Republic can help you publish your own book. And now, let's learn the story. Hello! Today I am talking with Brad Kuypers, the author of Chronicles of Eldrin, book one, Manipulator. Before we get to talking about Brad, let me tell you a little bit about him. Brad Kuypers grew up on a dairy farm in Prince Edward County, Ontario, and has always enjoyed fantasy novels and writing in general. He began writing the story at the age of 13 in an attempt to chronicle the games and stories created in the minds of his siblings and himself. Currently, Brad is living in Belleville, Ontario with his two children where he spends his time writing, fishing, kayaking, reading, and enjoying time with his daughters. So welcome to the show, Brad. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Michael. So tell us a little bit about uh, this Chronicles of Eldrin series and, and book one, Manipulator. Uh, you know, what are some of the major themes in that book and, and what's it about? Well, some. It's a fantasy novel taking place in a world that I created myself with major themes centered around like character versus character conflict and a lot of character versus nature conflict. Mm -hmm. uh, the land that I created, Eldrin, the world is uh, a harsh world. It has multiple sentient species and they're always vying for power. So I create this tumultuous landscape, this tumultuous setting that my characters go through in order to show sort of the level of survival and, and really what it takes to, to live in this fantasy realm. So it's really creating a, a canvas on which the characters can come out and develop and strive against various challenges. Right, right. With with the conflict being the the main catalyst for their growth, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I, I do like the, the a lot of character versus character conflict for sure. Um, there's always like the name of my the like the title of book one is manipulator, and I definitely make manipulation a, a prevalent force in my book. There's always mm -hmm. somebody pulling strings in the background. So there, there's there's webs within webs. Right, right. Which will become even even deeper as the series goes on. Okay, yeah, and and yeah, look at some of the the writers you say inspired you, um, like George R. R. Martin and uh, Orson Scott Card, and their series certainly they start out, especially like Orson Scott Card's Ender series starts out fairly straightforward, and then yep. as the books go on, it gets more into the universe and more into the depth, and and so is that your intention with the with your series? Absolutely. Yeah. And a very good comparison too. like with the way Orson Scott Card brings up a lot of like heavy moral dilemmas as mm -hmm. he as he sort of progresses through his series is, is sort of a good indication or like a good parallel to what I would like to do with my writing and what I plan to do as I continue my series as well. And George R. R. Martin was was another good name there. He's definitely a big inspiration for me. Just the characters he creates and and all of their dynamics together and how he balances that is very impressive mm, yes yeah definitely a complex complex world and uh um, very much so yeah doesn't seem to do much with the moral quandaries they just kill people but they, they really <laughs> do yeah but yeah more into the, the manipulation the, the webs and whatnot so 
Um, so we talked a little bit about them. But tell me a little bit more about your your inspiration. You know, what inspires you to write and create create these kinds of stories? Um, a lot of my inspiration is actually history. So I've been a big history fan for since I was very young, probably like 12 years old. And there's so many cool stories in history, just amazing stories that you couldn't believe happened, but they did. Mm-hmm. And just tales of humans doing things that just seemed impossible today, but they did. Yep. And that's that's really my inspiring force. I, I want to tell stories like that. You know, they might not be real, but they could be based on things that really happen just in my own fantasy setting. So that's that's a lot of my inspiration. I, I get a lot of really cool ideas just from reading obscure history things. Hmm. Are there particular per periods of history that you're particularly drawn to? Um, I mean, I've been drawn to uh, pre-civilization, so sort of the hunter-gatherer cultures in mm-hmm. history, and and then like the agricultural revolution and the early Mesopotamian history, and like the Sumerians and the Akkadians, and then I, I really like the classical Greek history. The Roman period has always been fascinating, you know. Post-Roman times, what some historians have called the Dark Ages, has always been like I honestly, the, I, I don't think there's one specific time period that i like more than others i I just i really enjoy the overarching scope of human history yeah yeah the the roman era is a is a fascinating time for i surprised don't see more fiction written there because it's it has some of the republican democratic political concepts of the modern world without the guardrails of the modern world yeah, it's true. You sort of have this sort of the ancient culture and, and and warfare and technology with a sense of it wasn't even their ancient technology is similar. Like they had plumbing, you know, they mm-hmm. had aqueducts. They, it's it's it is a cool comparison to be able to make and still maintain some modern relevancy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's you know fascinating. Definitely great, great form of inspiration. Um, so tell me about about what it's like to be a you know, be a writer with as a single dad, two kids. What's what's your what's your life as a writer like? Uh, it's been a struggle, really, um, in some ways, and it's been amazing in other ways. So the the struggles just come from having to make a living. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you, I, to take time to write. It's and to work at the same time is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, working drains you of a lot of creativity, and it does take a certain amount of a fresh mind to be able to come up with, you know, decent writing. So that the the struggle was the balance between work, um, balancing my kids and balancing my time for writing. And eventually I was able to take a year off from working and uh, support myself and write. And that's how I was able to write my book. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, And so, so talk about, you know, talk about balance in terms of, of writing, trying to be creative, also trying to make, Living. So, you know, what's that balance between trying to send a message and and say something with your work versus writing to sell books and be marketable? So the the message I'm trying to send there is to definitely follow your dreams. Don't don't give up on your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. I wanted to be a writer before when I was quite young, and and for a long time I did give up on that as a dream because it wasn't practical you know it wasn't it wasn't practical in my small town community and eventually uh, it was always something that was nagging at me and I just I just took a leap of faith and did it and that would be the message that I want to convey is is that yeah it takes time sometimes to build up 
your your life, but don't give up on those dreams that you had. Like come back to them when you can. Don't mm-hmm. just leave them. Leave them off to the wayside. Yeah, great. Uh, that's that's a very very good message. So what's what's next for for Brad Kuypers at the writer in your writing career? I'm working on the second novel right now. I would say I'm probably about 25% complete of my first rough draft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping to launch a bit of a bigger novel this time around, as I already have one out. So I'm hoping I can I can fit a little bit more in this time and, and mm. take some more time to develop my world and, and the political structures and really delve into it more. So I, I'm really excited, actually, every day. Um, I'm able to spend some time writing while my kids are in school, and I very much enjoy it. That's great. Now, so you talk about kids being in school and distractions and whatnot. Talk about your process to keep the writing flowing and not get and you know blocked. Do, do you get blocked? And how do you deal with that? Uh, I do get writers blocked, but I think that the best thing to do is to just push through it. Uh, there are some days where that that is easier said than done. Um, for the most part, I find that if, when I start writing, it'll come to me, even if I'm not working on my current work in progress, if I'm working on a W, a different WIP, then sometimes just the process of writing can help Mm -hmm. compound and, and trigger more, more writing. But there are just days where, um, it's just not going to come. And sometimes you got to throw in the towel and, and take a day too to go for a walk or a hike or get some air and some different inspiration. Um, but for the most part, when my kids are at school and it's quiet and I can listen to some music on my own, then that gets me in the best sort of frame of mind to be able to create worlds and, and balance all the stories and plots I need to balance in my mind. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and so talk about your your illustrator for this book and, and the future of the illustrations. So uh, the illustrator is a very good friend of mine. Um, she's a local woman and also she's my cousin's wife. So uh, she I have an in that way. And she just does such good work. And her name is Emma Flindle. Um, she's on Instagram and uh I don't know. She's on Facebook, Instagram for sure. And she does so many of these little artistic projects um, that are just absolutely beautiful. And I've seen some of her work and I wanted her to do my cover art, my map. And in the future, I want to release like a whole bestiary of all my own creatures. And I would like to release maybe like an index and and some other things and, and have her... Um, have her working with me in the future for more projects like this. She's just a very, very talented graphic artist. Awesome. So, so what is, what is next? What's coming in the future? Talked a little bit about the, the next book you're working on and some of the illustrations coming on, but in the bigger picture, what's, what's, what do you see in the, on the horizon for your writing career? Uh, a bigger picture. I want to release multiple trilogies in, in my world. So I would like to focus on, Uh, different trilogies that focus on different time periods and then each trilogy is sort of a standalone series but within my world with reoccurring characters so that's sort of my overarching um 
uh, plans with this series. And then ideally, you, you know, as uh, like a Netflix adaptation would be amazing. Something like that in the future would just be mind blowing for me to be able to see something I created on a screen. And um, I have two siblings who both went to university for, for dramatic arts and they both have screenplay um, experience. So to get, to get my work adapted to screenplay is wouldn't, wouldn't be impossible anyway. So that's sort of my big, like forward facing projections, which would be amazing. That's a great, great concept. So if, if someone's looking at all the different fantasy books out there in the world, um, why should they pick up yours as opposed to any of the others? It's a great question. You know, I, I asked myself the same question sometimes. Why would somebody want to read mine? I'm a huge fan of fantasy. I, I, I love most of it, all of it that I've read. Um, and I've read a, a very diverse arrangement of, fa- of fantasy novels. So I have a good grasp of what I like and what works and what's there. And I try to bring in so many different facets of fantasy and bring them in and and converge them all into my world and i think that anybody who loves fantasy would be able to maybe not relate but they would definitely see familiar things from Mm -hmm. other fantasy novels familiar concepts brought in and hopefully utilized in a way that feels satisfying and tells a good story yeah well and and i i can tell through this interview you know your your passion for fantasy and and your affinity to it so you can really feel that coming off the page when when you read a book like that uh so any final thoughts you would like to share with the audience um i just hope that through my writing um i can bring some form of escapism or joy or relaxation or just maybe spark some ideas or inspiration somebody else that would be amazing for me. Great. Well, so the book is Chronicles of Eldrin, book one, Manipulator by Gr- Brad Kuypers. If you're listening, it's K-U-I-P-E-R-S. And you can find that, of course, on the Writers Republic site, writersrepublic.com, or on Amazon, uh, or any number of other places, I am sure. So thank you so much, Brad, for, for joining us. Thanks a lot, Michael. This has been the Writer's Republic podcast. To learn more about Writer's Republic and to find the books we talk about on this show, visit writersrepublic.com. If you like this interview, be sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you really liked it, why not share it with a friend? I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse. You can find out more about me at michaelwhitehouse.coach. Thank you for listening, and join us next time for another great interview with a fantastic Writer's Republic author.